You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place. Welcome back, Bears fans. It is another edition of Bears Nation Podcast. Draft episode. We're going to go through some mocks, pick some guys. Uh, we talked to Aaron Lemming last week. Obviously, uh, he broke down a couple guys that he likes. We threw out some guys, but now we're going to go round by round um, in our personal mocks and talk about some guys that we like, especially because more mocks have come out. You know, Kevin Fishbane does his. Uh, you know, the Athletic has done a couple. So we're going to go through them. Going to take a look at uh, what we have and then talk about them. So. You know, uh, you know, I don't think we have any housekeeping. Obviously, we have uh, the release of Trey Burton, but we'll get to that in our mocks because I'm sure that has affected some guys' thought process. Um, it definitely has affected mine as far as how this draft is going to go. So, I mean, first of all, I mean, let's just do, talk about this real quick. Then thoughts on Trey Burton being released due to medical reasons. I think it came out a couple days ago that the Bears listed in their report and their official file to the NFL that it was a failed physical that ultimately influenced their decision to release Trey Burton. I actually didn't know that. That that's I did not know that it was a failed physical. I mean, the injuries are self-explanatory. I mean, we've we've known that's the issue. And uh, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised. You know, I don't really feel one way or the other. I'm a bit indifferent about it. I don't feel like happy that he's gone, and I don't like am not resenting about the fact that he's gone. So, uh, you know, you just got to work with what you got. We talk every week about how we have a hundred tight ends on the roster. One of those guys is just going to have to step up, and that that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, um, you know, I it sucks because I I really felt like um, having uh, adding Jimmy Graham was going to help Trey Burton just take kind of take the pressure off of him. Um, and we know about the whole anxiety thing that he was going through. Like I truly believe that um, you know adding Jimmy Graham would have helped him taking some pressure off. I think he would have been more productive. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I, I in my head it almost felt like they created another hole. Like I, like I, I honestly kind of do think that, and it, you know, it, it's, you guys know how I feel about <laughs> Trey Burton. You guys know, I've been, I've been on his case for a while, but um, you know, I, I guess I just had kind of had this theory. So when it, when, you know, when they had released him, I was kind of just caught off guard. I, I want to say, um, but you know, you can't, you can't really fault the bears. I mean, everyone understands why it happened and why, I mean, they felt it was necessary. So, yeah, I think it creates another hole, but uh, obviously they like Jimmy Graham. So, I, I mean, if I went there, but still it's going to have to be addressed. I mean, Aaron talked a little bit about that, that you don't have that long-term guy there. So you're going to have to address that at some point. But um, now it's going to be interesting. And like I said, it affects the draft process, I think, a little bit. So with that being said, let's get into it. Uh, obviously, the Bears don't have a first-round pick this year. They have two second-rounders instead. Um, at 43 and 50. So Kevin said he had a trade. And so I want to say, Kevin, is this in the second round? Does this involve any of these first two picks? It Can we does. lead off with you? All right, let's it lead does, off with Kevin. It does, but it doesn't involve the first one. It okay. doesn't involve right. the first one. All right, let's start with 43 then. Uh, I think at 43, this is somebody who I mentioned last week. I think Antoine Winfield Jr. is there. You have to take him. You need that safety next to Eddie Jackson. Guy who's cheap, controllable. We all talked about how we like him. Um, and I love him. 
I think he is a perfect fit next to Eddie Jackson and immediately can start day one. Yep. Huh? Um, you know, I have the same exact guy. I have Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota. Um, I mean, I don't think there's really too much more to say than what Jake said. He's, I, I think, the perfect fit um, next to Eddie Jackson. I think he can really do it all. He, he has the ball skills. Um, he, you know, he, he's a great tackler and he, he's, you know, he's, he's a bully. He's a bully on that field. And, um, you know, I think the Bears would greatly benefit um, by having him next to Eddie Jackson. I like Antoine Winfield Jr. I would honestly say I like him more than Grant Del Pitt, but I'm starting to get worried that Winfield Jr. is not going to be there. I mean, I, I it almost it's like a flip flop. I think Del Pitt's now going to fall, and Winfield's going to be taken in the first round. So I'm going with the Bears taking Del Pitt at 43, and no one's unhappy about that. You know, you know what you're getting out of Grant Del Pitt. He's an unbelievable ball chaser. Uh, he played a little bit in the box in 2018, so he's probably going to have to get more used to that playing next to Eddie Jackson. But I mean, he's flexible. He played free safety in 2019. Goes for the ball. Really smart player. I think whether it's Winfield Jr., whether it's Del Pitt, I think we're all kind of on board about safety early, and you're happy with either of these guys. These are both very good first round talents. It's just a question of which one's going to fall. And I think we both believe that one of the two is going to fall. Yep. Yeah. I don't think you're, I don't think between Delpit and Winfield jr. You're not unhappy with either of those guys. Like those are yeah. both perfect. Cause I think, I think Delpit has incredible upside as well and could also, oh, yeah. uh, also start day one most likely. So oh, yeah. I'm not upset with either of those. I would like to float this out though, because I'm kind of surprised neither of you threw this name out there since we're talking safeties. Nobody likes Jeremy Chin out of SIU. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not a fan for for the simple reason that I always feel like there's this one kid who's from Illinois that Bears fans just obsess over. And don't get me wrong, I think Jeremy Chin is a pretty good player, but I just feel like he's too one-dimensional when it comes to, um, you know, he, he's a hard hitter, he's a great tackler, sure tackler, and you know what you're getting out of him. But I feel like, you know, he's just not as well-rounded as Antoine Winfield, and that's what it boils down to for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think, I think, I honestly think either Del Pitt or Winfield Jr. are going to be there. And if that's the case, then you're not taking Jeremy Chen yeah. or either of them. Right. But, you know, you know, we, I could 100% be wrong. And Del Pitt could go two picks ahead of them. I mean, there are teams that need safeties ahead of the Bears. So it, it is certainly possible. Chen is 100% on the radar. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm right now banking on the fact that Winfield Jr. and Del Pitt will be there at 43. And let's hope, you know, Pace doesn't trade up to try to get one of those guys. Let's I, you know, we talked about trading down, cannot trade up. It, it just can't happen. Yeah. I am nervous that, um, you know, I, I think they would have learned from a picking a certain tight end out of a non, you know, reputable school, not big time school, but um, you know, obviously safety is different, but I think if you're going, I think if Winfield or Delpit are there, you have to take him. And it looks at this stage like one of the two, if not both, will be there. So I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, Kevin, on to pick 50. Hit us with your trade. Let's go. I got the I got the noise. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, I had it. I had it. Oh, it went away. Um, there's my draft noise. No, so this trade is – I have another trade later, but this trade is the Bears trade, the 50th overall pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 53rd overall pick and the 103rd overall pick. So they get the Eagles' third-round pick. Chicago Bears select Damon Arnett with the 53rd pick. 
So they trade down, grab a starting caliber safety in Damon Arnett, who's very, very underrated, great run defender, good awareness and physicality, better in zone defense. And look, Pagano likes dime personnel, right? He loves DBs. The Bears need more DBs. I mean, I just kind of came to that realization. I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, Pagano uses DBs. He runs dime personnel a lot. And, you know, we have Tolliver, right? But we need more than that. I know we have guys on the roster like Trey Robertson and guys like that. But I'm a huge believer in Damon Arnett. I've seen him. Uh, I mean, I I think this guy has a ton of talent, a ton of upside. And and I think he's going to be there for us if if we trade down to 53. Yep. Uh, Jake, you can go ahead and take this one. Um, okay. So I actually think that they stay at 50 and like we talked about, I think they take Cole Kamei now. I think that they have to, I think somebody else is going to snag him outside of the, if you wait past 50, probably, cause you're definitely not going to wait till 163. So I think that at some point they have to take tight end and you know, you don't want to go and take someone who you can take a flyer on in round three because you have other holes that you need to dress. So I think that you're looking for a starting type of guy. Kamei is clearly the number one tight end in this draft, although arguably it is weak as Lemming said uh, last week, but I think you got to take him. The Trey Burton move just really flipped that decision for me because I, I think that it signals that they're going to do something there. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't wavered off these two picks. I'm going to, I'm going to stand Pat as well. Uh, I'm going to say the Bears pick at 50. I think they go KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Um, I, I really think he's, if he falls into your lap at 50, I think you just take, take you know, a perfect gig, Taylor Gabriel replacement. Um, you add instant speed. Um, and, you know, he, he, in my opinion, he could be an immediate impact player with also huge upside. That's kind of how I see it. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of one of those guys where I feel like you honestly can't pass up on. Um, you know, I in in some recent mocks that I've looked at, he's been falling to like the third round, which I kind of yeah, uh, or like the end of the end of the second, early third, which I kind of don't see happening. Um, but I'd be more than happy with KJ Hamler at fifty. I think you know he just adds that that dynamic that the Bears need, and and I mean I think I don't think there's anything much more to it. Yeah. No. There, yeah. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, go. No, go ahead. You had a thought. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm so stuck right now because obviously the tight end room, you know, it's you know, although they have a lot, there's nobody who's really promising. And I have a solution for that later in the draft. But as far as wide receiver, I'm still stuck in the middle and I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards the side of, look, we have two capable guys who are young and let's roll with that and maybe you know, maybe pick up one of those cheaper free agent veterans who's still out there, or maybe pick up a guy late in the draft or something like that. That's that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And, you know, I honestly back to the tight end conversation, because, you know, this is going to be the talk for the next few days. You know, this is surrounding it. I would honestly go as far to say I'd be very, very upset if the Bears took a tight end. I really would, because, you know, I Colt Komet is a talented player, but he's not he's I just think you have to go for a guy who's a plug-and-play player, a guy who's ready to go right away, and I think there's a lot of talent on the board. And I think at 50, or even if it's 53, if you trade down, there's guys that you can get for a lot better value instead of reaching for a tight end just because it's a hole on the roster. Ryan Pace came out today and said, I'm taking best player available. Now we know that's Ryan Pace saying a whole bunch of nothing, like Chris would say. But I think there is value to the point that you know you don't have to reach necessarily for a spot like that um, when you know you could get better value players there. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's, it's, I, I don't want him taking tight end 43 and 50. That's just where I'm at with it. 
Uh, if I could just add something just, just to that, I would be okay with tight end with the second pick, as long as that second pick um, is a trade down. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to yeah. in at 50. If they trade down um, and then the second pick for the bears, whenever it is uh, after 43 is a tight end, that's fine. But as long as we can get another pick later. That's yeah. The thing with tight end now is also that, you know, obviously today, Rob Gronkowski just got traded to Tampa Bay. OJ Howard just became expendable. So you have an option there. My, I mean, my original thought here was AJ green out of Clemson because at corner, you need someone there. Um, you know, Fishbane, Kevin Fishbane, his most recent uh, mock had green as a second round uh, draft grade. I know other people have him lower, but I mean, there's something to be said from taking a guy, a starting corner from a championship defense, um, you know, so that would be my my 50B pick, I guess, um, in the event that something happens with an O.J. Howard or maybe someone else. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like A.J. Green taken at 50 as well, because you got to start planning for corner as well. Like like we mentioned earlier, you need DBs and uh, it's going to be a pressure soon. You mean you mean A.J. Terrell out of Clemson? Uh, do I mean A.J. Terrell? Shit, did I, did you I, said AJ Green. Did I? <laughs> there, there, okay. well, there, there actually is an AJ Green, but he's from Oklahoma State. Um, okay. Yeah. He's yeah, more yeah, of like yeah. a mid-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my bad. I, I made I, I meant Terrell. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly what you meant. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah. That. I mean, that would be a good pick. That would be a really good pick. I. I kind of. I. I've always had a mock at the end of the first round, so I don't know if he would make it there personally. Um, mm-hmm. But if if he falls to fifty and they take him, I think that's great value. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, are we ready to move on to the next pick? I actually yeah. have a trade. I have a trade <laughs> for the next pick. Give okay, it to so me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Re- Give it to me, baby. Come on. So the 76th I, overall pick. The first trade. In the fir- okay, in the first trade. So the Bears traded from the 50th pick to the 53rd overall pick and required the 103rd overall pick from Philadelphia in exchange. Okay. So the bears now possess the 103rd overall pick in the third round. Um, so Tampa Bay selecting at the 76th overall pick. All right. The bears trade the 103rd overall pick, the 163rd overall pick, which they have, that's their fifth rounder and a 2021 fourth rounder to Tampa Bay for the 76th overall pick and OJ Howard. I think they go after OJ Howard through the draft, you know, wow. OJ Howard was going for a 20 was like a second rounder. No one wanted any of it. No one wanted to buy him for a second rounder. I think they're going to get desperate. They say, you know what? Here's a fourth rounder. Give it to us. And, um, and you know, at 76, um, I think they take wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. This is wow. insanity. I know, but I, I'm a, I, you know, obviously the Gronkowski news came out today. OJ Howard is on the block and I think it's quite possible he gets dealt during the draft are the bears not a top suitor for a tight end in OJ Howard? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just said that, I just said that, but that's a steep price. I feel like to jump up to seven. I mean, granted 103 to 76 is a big jump. That's 27 spots, but okay. So you gave up the hundred a third, your only fifth rounder in 163 mm-hmm. and, and then a fourth, fourth round for OJ Howard and another pick and to jump into the third. That well, think seems about steep it. to me. Really? I that think that's steep. steep. I mean, Wait. think about it. You you fix the tight end problem immediately, so you don't have to worry about spending another tick on a, a pick on a tight end. And then you get 
you still have 76, which is higher value than any of the other picks that you had. But think about it this way. Think about it this way. The Tampa Bay, all they had to give up for Gronk was a fourth rounder just now. You know, what, what was it? They Tampa Bay sent just a fourth rounder back to New England for Gronk. Okay, yeah. so maybe I mean uh, I'm so ba- here's the, here was my thought process on it. I basically said, all right, we're gonna give him 103 and 163 just for the 76 overall pick because that's about standard to move up like that. You give up a fifth rounder and then that uh, fourth rounder to move up like that. And then fourth rounder was essentially for OJ Howard. So maybe that could be a fifth rounder. I mean, you know, I don't know. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people believe that OJ Howard has talent. I mean, I think that's a well-known thing across management in the league is that he just hasn't had the right opportunity. But this guy is just overblowing, uh, overflowing rather with talent. And I think Tampa Bay sees like a fourth, fifth rounder for him. And that's it. Uh, you know, the only reason why I kind of think that that's not completely crazy is because OJ Howard's really young. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I mean, opposed to Gronk, he just came out of retirement, you know, so it's kind of like, it's different, but I, I get Jake's point as well. Like it's, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how, how I would feel about that. I mean, look, we, if we get OJ Howard, I don't know many people that are going to be complaining like, you know, j- in general, but, um, I kind of get Jake's point. So, okay, wait, so just to, just so I'm understanding correctly. So if that trade does happen, how, what other picks do we have left in, in the draft? Like, if you were, so if that your, trade with that trade, we only have our two sixes and a seven left. No, yeah. you have two sevens. Oh, you gave two, up the seven though. Right? No, no, we do have two sevens. I just, I, I messed yep. that up. We do have two seven. Um, I, I mean, I just like, I mean, think about it. Getting OJ Howard essentially would eliminate a draft pick for you anyway. That's my outlook on it is like, yeah. you know, it, you know, if you don't think the bears are going to go get a tight end at all through free agency or through a trade, I mean like free agency almost over, you know what I mean? Like then you probably believe they're going to take a tight end in the draft with one of those picks, whether it's the first few second rounders or not. I mean, I, like I know it's an absurd trade, but I think you're getting a very, like, very young, talented player in OJ Howard, and we know Ryan Pace is aggressive, and that is the only thing that's keeping me, you know, believing in this is that Ryan Pace would do some crazy shit like that, and I know he would. Man, just just trade for OJ Howard so Green Bay doesn't, please. Just, exactly, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just seems steep because I I love the idea of trading for OJ Howard, and I think that's a huge possibility here, but I just think that that fifth rounder and then a fourth rounder on top of that is just steep, especially considering because he had Gronk's coming out of retirement, but also he's a physical specimen. He's crazy. Like, you know, I think that, you know, Jay Howard just hasn't performed at all. So outside of one highlight of him catching a foul ball at a race game. So like, uh, but, I, but you gotta honestly, remember they, they do, they do get the 76th pick. So like, like right, obviously right, a big part of the right. trade is they do get that 76 pick, which is very high value. I mean, think you're up 90 spots from the fifth round pick. And that yeah, right, right, right there right. to me is like, you make up for that by moving up 90 spots. Yeah. Fair mm-hmm. enough. See, it's, it's crazy, I, but I was like, I'm going to have fun with this. And I'm <laughs> see, I think you could amend this because I mean, I'll, I'll save it for my next selection. Um, okay. But okay, so you're at 76, and you okay, so me and Chris have picks now for the fifth round, the 163 overall, uh, and you do not. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, then you know what? I, I'm going to kind of stay in that same vein as Kevin. I'm officially switching my 50 pick to Terrell and not Kamei 
because now I'm I'm thinking this up. Um, <laughs> all right, I think that the Bears could get away with trading 163 and one of your sixth rounders from this year for. Hold on, I need a minute. Chris, Chris, go because I need another minute to think about this. Okay. All right, all right. So I just stood. I I, I was fine staying at 163. Uh, I took Terrence Steele, uh, offensive tackle out of Texas Tech. Um, I mean, fifth round offensive tackle. You're not expecting an immediate impact player necessarily. Um, he has good size, um, and he's very he's very athletic. The only thing that worries me about him is his inconsistent technique. Um, and you know, we, we've been burned by offensive tackles with inconsistent technique a lot, but, um, you know, he's a younger player. Um, and you know, with, with Juan Castillo there, uh, who knows? All right. I've decided I'm staying at 163. I'm not trading, but, but I'm still sticking with, I am still sticking with, uh, Terrell with the 50th pick over Kamei scratch that from the record, but, um, I'm sticking with 163 because, I saw this in a mock and I saw this in a couple mocks actually. And then I started digging deeper into it and watching film myself. Um, I think with 163, there's a lot of smoke around this guy and I, I'm very scared to believe it, but it does show up on tape. I think in the fifth round with 163 overall, the bears take James Morgan out of Florida international. Wow. Okay. I, I think, I mean, it shows up on tape. Like I like what I see and I, and granted this is, Florida International University, who I mean, the competition is maybe iffy, but it seems like a lot of guys like him. He performed well at the combine. So I think there's something there. And I think when there's other teams sniffing around and not just Ryan Pace by himself, um, I think there's something to that. And I think 163, we know they're going for a quarterback at some point. And I think that you could possibly get some real value here um, if this pans out. So I'm sticking with uh, James Morgan at 163. Wow. That's a shocker. Good that pick. is the shocker. Good pick. I, I, I think he's a good develop, developmental QB um, behind Foles and, and even Mitch. I mean, I think that's a, that's a decent QB room. I think that's good enough for him to, to sit behind and, and learn maybe for a year or two. Not bad. I mean, I'm just looking like he's got an arm. Like his yeah. arm is – really strong so i mean i think like and he's a five-year play i believe he is 20 uh, he's older because he's a fifth year senior he was a transfer from i think 23 he was a he was a grad transfer from uh bowling green before he went to fiu he is of course this is not showing on how do you not list your player's date of birth on your roster page (laughs) all right are you kidding me but I mean, like 6'4", 213. He's from Wisconsin. He's actually from Green Bay. Um, But I think, I mean, he's got that ideal size. He's definitely got the arm. So I like him. At first, when I first heard it, I was like, oh. But at first, I was like, oh, Florida International. But I like it. I I really like it. Uh, He's 23. He turned 23 in February. But I see, see, that's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Jake. Are, so whether it's in the fifth round or not, are, so you're a hundred percent believer the Bears are taking quarterback. Yes. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm on the flip side of that coin. Well, you're a big Mitch guy. That's why. 
Yeah, I mean, that's right. Uh, I'm not huge, okay? Uh, Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Not many profiles. (laughs) They're out there. Oh, they are out there. I think they were there Uh, like two episodes ago. It was not that long ago. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't think it's going to happen. But, hey, you know, Ryan Pace did say I'm taking a quarterback every year. You know, he did say that when he was – this announces the GM, so I guess uh, Jake is looking like he's going to be right, but we'll see. Yep. Um, so we're at... We're moving to number 196 overall into the sixth round now. Okay. So sixth round, the Bears do have two picks, 196 and 200. Um, obviously, once you get into the sixth round, things get a little dicier. You're kind of taking high upside guys, but... You also find guys who, you know, show things in uh, year one or two. Javon Wims was a seventh round pick and you see some guys. But then also you get guys who never really pan out to anything. And that's more likely than anything. So you're taking upside here more than anything. Um, So honestly, I'm taking offensive line here. I think you have to address that because you haven't yet. And, you know, it's getting dicey. So I, I think you're really getting in there and I'm taking a big 10 offensive lineman, you know, offensive lineman come from the big 10 all times. I'm taking uh, John Runyon from Michigan, big guy from Michigan. Uh, I think Juan Castillo could really work with him. I think Juan Castillo being there is a huge impact here where you can take a guy with more size, but also yeah. Runyon has the track record. Uh, he was a two time, all big 10 at left tackle. Like that's, pretty good especially when you have schools like wisconsin and ohio state there that just churn out offensive linemen so i think he'll probably end up being a guard but guard is what you need you have a big hole there right now anyway so i i think uh you this is when you address offensive line kevin you don't have a you don't have a pick right here right no i do you do okay i'll let you take this one so I yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't. I have an offensive lineman a little bit later, but I'm going running back Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. Uh, you know, I was mentioning the possibility of the Bears getting running back, right? You know, we only have right now Tariq Cohen and Dave Montgomery, and you know, I'm not a huge believer in Ryan Nall and you know all that. So I think they go for a running back. And Joshua Kelly, you know, he posted a lot of numbers his first two seasons, regressed a little bit uh, in his last two seasons. And I, you know, I think that could be due to coaching and whatnot. And there was a lot going on in that program. But this guy ran a 4.49 40 yard dash. He's fast, but he catch the football as well. You know, you look at guys like AJ Dillon from Boston College or even Anthony McFarland from Maryland who ran a 4.440. I don't think he's going to be available, but both of those guys can't catch the football. And anytime you look for a running back in the Matt Nagy offense, he has to be able to catch the football. Um, that's why Jordan Howard is no longer on the Bears. So it's a, a clearly apparent that that's what they want to look for in their players. And Joshua Kelly's that guy. Uh, we'll go with him with that first six rounder. Um, so I took Terrence Steele at 163, uh, offensive tackle, 196. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a guard, so another offensive lineman. I'm mm. taking Solomon Kindley out of Georgia. Uh, this pick right here is the pick if the Bears want to run the ball. This guy is a mauler. Um, you know, he he's he, his technique is phenomenal in my opinion. I just think he's he's not as athletic as I think he should be. He's very just very tense and tight. Um, but if you're running the ball. I mean, he's going to he's going to open up holes for your running back. So uh, Solomon Kinley, I think if he falls to 196, I think that'd be amazing. But yeah. 
I like Kinley a lot. I like that pick a lot. Um, obviously, I went with uh, Runyon, but anytime you could get a big SEC lineman too, like you're, I mean, you're ta- you're taking that, uh, no doubt. Uh, sixth round, number two hundred overall. This one came from Philadelphia, I believe, from the Jordan Howard trade. And I'm gonna go receiver here. Uh, Aaron talked about it in our last draft, and I'm gonna go with Quintez Cephas. Uh, uh, wide receiver from Wisconsin, not a burner and a smaller uh, guy, but you have those vertical threats already in Miller and in Robinson. And I think they can open up. Obviously you're trying to replace, uh, Taylor Gabriel, but I have a note at the end of this draft that I think that how that gets addressed. Um, but I think with Cephas, he's a good route runner. Um, he was first in the bench press among wide receivers really? and yes. And he was top 10 in uh, three cone drills and broad jump as well. Um, his 40 was, I think, a four, his, his combine 40 was a four, seven and his pro day, uh, 40 was a four, five. So a little bit of variance there, but again, not a burner, but a guy who has technique, he's strong. So I think that would be perfect for going over the middle and he's six one. So I think he's still got a little bit of decent size, but he's not going to be a guy outside the numbers, but you already have those guys. So at 200, I'm going Quintez Cephas. Cephas. Okay. Um, Pick 200 right here. I'm going Dane Jackson, cornerback out of Pittsburgh. Um, okay. I think he, pro- he projects more as like a nickel, um, to be honest. But, um, you know, I think we've heard we've all heard the possibility of maybe uh, Buster Scream moving to the outside if, if needed. Um, so I think Dane Jackson would be a, a pretty good, you know, project type player. Um, he's very he, he's 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 not I don't know how to describe it. He's very. Um, you know, he's not scared of, he's not scared of, 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 you know, diving into any tackle. He's not scared of anything like that. The only thing is he can be a bit grabby sometimes. And I've, and I saw that a lot on tape. Um, and you know, he's, he, if he doesn't work on turning his, turning his head and, and, you know, locating the ball, he's going to get, get flagged a ton. But, um, I think those are all things that you can work through. Um, so yeah, Dane Jackson, cornerback out of, uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, I like I like that pick actually. I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going with Hakeem Adeniji, offensive tackle out of Kansas. Uh, he played tackle in college. I think he's going to move to guard. Everyone's saying he's going to move back to guard, and that's actually where his strengths are. Uh, he's got some choppy footwork that needs to be fixed but again when you talk about anybody in the late round they're always going to have deficiencies and you look for the guys who have the most upside uh and the guys who might have a chance to you know make a little bit of noise on the roster this first year especially for a team like the bears i think hakima denise can be that guy but um you know it's kind of weird because i didn't mention offensive guard or, or any offensive line position until this point uh which, which does concern me a little bit but you know Guys get found late uh, and can, you know, produce oftentimes. And, you know, you, you almost don't need a Pro Bowl type player, uh, I don't think. And if you don't take him in the second round, you just got to look for a guy with a whole lot of upside and hope that he pans out. I mean, that's that's the way it is um, once you get late. And that's who I've got with 200. Good pick. Good pick. All right, seventh round, uh, really grabbing for upside here at this point. Um, but 226, uh, your first seventh round pick. I'm going from Illinois, Oluwole Batiko Jr., sack yes. artist. You need someone on the edge who can get you sacks. 
Um, he was great before he got hurt um, and he dealt with injuries and it was surprising that he went into the draft, which is why I think he falls into the seventh round, but he's got the just raw talent and strength. And he was great getting sacks before he had a foot injury. So I think this is a great spot to try and get someone with that much upside. Yep. Um, that was mine as well. Hey, yeah, it was. I was. It was crazy. I was doing research on him, and you know, I knew. I was like, I know Jake's gonna be so happy when I make this pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, just real quick. I mean, this guy. He, I, I'm pretty sure he was a five star recruit out of high school. I mean, this guy, and he went to, I believe, USC, then transferred to Illinois. I mean, this guy, I think, is quite underrated. And he entered the draft early, but, you know, I I still, I mean, he's going to be a little bit of a work in progress, a little bit of a project, but this guy has talent. And I believe that he, like, his body is the perfect size uh, for a defensive end. I mean, I I think he's somebody they can work with and turn into, hopefully, uh, some type of role player in the next few years, but... Uh, it's funny. I think that's the first one in this draft that we that we've had the same pick. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, Chris, what you got for us? Before I get to my pick, I just want to say um, I'm all for taking guys late uh, that are that were four star, like high four star or five stars in in high school, because I mean they're clearly mean. That clearly means that they saw something that means they were talented. I'm, I right. mean, you know, I, I'd feel so much more confident in taking a guy who was you know highly recruited out of high school. So. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's a, a, a little a, I think that's 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 the way uh, Ryan Pace should should attack this uh, later. But my pick, I don't know if he's going to be here, um, but 226 Jared Pinkney tight end out of Vanderbilt. Um, I think this guy does a little bit of everything. Uh, he's a pretty good blocker. Uh, he, he has pretty good hands. The only thing is he he's not very athletic. He's pretty slow. Um, but he's, you know, as a tight end too, I mean, we're, we're all assuming if we take a tight end this late, he's not going to be the starter. Um, but you know, Jimmy Graham and, and Jared Pinkney, I think you can definitely work with that. Um, and I, I think you, you, you know, you replace Trey Burton, maybe not, you know, fully, but, um, you, you have some, someone there that, you know, was, that has some upside. All righty. Uh, last pick the se- seventh round pick the uh, second one. 233, uh, very end. And I still think that there's going to be someone here who I like uh, out of Fresno State linebacker, Michael Walker, uh, two time All Mountain West, six foot three, 230. Um, originally came, started at Division II, played so well, transferred to Fresno State, ran the 40 and 465 as a linebacker, which is very impressive. So you need someone young to groom. You have Trevathan and Roquan, obviously, but Kukowski's gone. Um, Kevin Pierre Louis, who left in free agency as well. So you need someone there. And I think this guy has the size and I think you can groom him a little bit. All right. Huh? Kevin, this you. I'm going with uh Benjamin Victor wide receiver out of oh, Ohio yeah. state. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if he's going to fall this far. I mean, he either is going to get taken like a little earlier than I expected, or he's going to go undrafted. I mean, this guy is not your typical wide receiver body, but he has big play potential. And that's what I like about him. He gets behind the defense. He's not a burner, but he, he sneaks up uh, behind the defense. Plenty of upside, kind of a low risk player. Again, he, he is the opposite of your prototypical wide receiver. But I mean, this guy is a big play waiting to happen. And, you know, those are the kind of players that you like to see late. And one of, I mean, the bears kind of need a guy like that, right? I mean, you, you have sure, players in Allen Robinson and in Anthony Miller, but 
it's arguable to say that we have a guy who's like, you know, he can just break big plays uh, at any given moment. So um, th- that's what I'm going with late there. Address that wide receiver situation a little bit later. I really, really like I really, really like his route running. I, I think he's, uh, you know, something about Ohio State wide receivers and route running, man. It's like, yeah. Jesus. Like you could take a guy in the seventh round. And there's a chance he'll probably be the, you know, the best route runner in, you know, out of every wide receiver in that class. Like, I'm not even kidding. Ah. Um, but, all right, you guys ready for this curveball right here? That's oh, geez. Okay. Pick 233, the Bears select quarterback Jacob Nip out of Northern Colorado. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. So, for the past week, I've been just – I turned on his tape. Um Northern Colorado was absolutely terrible. Uh, I think they finished like two and 10 or something like that. Um, and he had like no help. Uh, he had no wide receivers. He had a decent running back, but that was about it. And I know the level of competition wasn't that good. Okay. He's in playing in the big sky at Northern Colorado. I mean, and this is a seventh rounder we're talking about. So cut me some slack here, but um, I was watching some of his throws, man. And he was putting them into some insanely tight windows and I was just like, Jesus Christ, like I was not expecting this. Um, and I, of course, there's, you know, there's there's some there's some bad. There's definitely some bad. Like I said, we're talking about a seventh rounder here. But I mean, if you can get this guy in the seventh round, I don't know if he'll make it here because I, there's been a lot of buzz. Like supposedly the Carolina Panthers love this guy. Um, but, you know, if he falls to 233, seventh round pick, you take him, you let him sit behind Nick Foles. I mean, you see the tools. He's not. He's not scared to step into any throw. There'll be a guy right in his face. He'll step in, fire it. I and like that. I, I, I really, I really do like him. I really do. So Jacob Nip out of a uh, quarterback out of Northern Colorado. That's my pick. When you said the Panthers were thinking about him, is it like the same area? Like late? I saw, I, I can't, I can't remember for sure, but I, I could have sworn I saw like sixth round projection or something like that. Um, okay. but you know, he's from Northern Colorado. Like, I don't think anyone would be right. surprised if he fell to right. the seventh round. So, yeah. And he's not even, he's not even, uh, he's not even on the draft network website. Like you can't really, like, <laughs> Jesus. he wasn't even in mock draft. So I kind of, that was just, yeah, off the top. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Um, someone who I would like to watch in a possibly undrafted scenario, uh, both Illinois running backs, Reggie Corbin, Andre Brown, um, I don't think they're getting a ton of love. Um, maybe Reggie gets a draft pick because of his season uh, a year ago, not this past season, but the uh, rather the 2019 season or no, the 2018 season. My bad. Got time is a flat circle now. Um, no, but Reggie's 2018 season was obviously incredible. Every A lot of people across the nation heard about it. Um, he might get a draft pick, but I think there's a chance both of them go undrafted and I wouldn't hate the bears taking a chance on one of them um, as an undrafted free agent. And we've been talking about speed and how you need a wide receiver. This isn't a draft thing, but I think this is rather a free agency thing. Marquise Lee could be interesting. Yes, mm. yes, 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 mm. yes, yes. Marquise Lee, the only thing about him is he's just like, he'll randomly just have have a couple games where he'll just like, he just won't stop dropping the ball for whatever reason. But mm. like overall, I mean, I think he's a pretty good route runner. Um, he's pretty quick. Uh, you know, I, I would, I would love him. I, I think you could probably get him cheap too. So, um, oh, very. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. And yeah, Alan Robinson, I love him as a burn. Reached out on Twitter. You saw yeah. that? 
Yeah, yep. he was advocating for him. I think, I mean, I, I think that could go a long way. I really do. Yeah, I agree. He? He's a burner. He's fast. Yeah, he's yeah. a, oh, he's he very is. fast. I feel yeah. like, didn't he have like a crazy like three game stretch or something a few years ago or even last yes. year? Like, I feel like he yeah. had like some stretch where I was like, oh my God, I got to pick this guy up on fantasy. Like he's yeah. going to be the next. And and then like, that's exactly what you're looking for on the Bears offense right now. Like a gadget type burner player. I mean, I think that's a great fit, you know, just made available cheap. Uh, I absolutely love that. Good, good mention, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just perfect. So as soon as I saw it and as soon as I saw the Allen Robinson quote, because he's going to be cheap, too. I mean, yeah. And also, you know, we talked about earlier, the Packers are sniffing around him. So if you can keep him out of, I mean, out of the division period, because I'm sure the Lions would be interested, too. But I mean, it fits a need. He'll be cheap, I imagine. So, um, yeah, I mean, high upside there. Just just a fun fact. We were talking about, um, you know, taking a chance on on four stars and five stars. He was the 46th uh, ranked player in the entire class of 2011. Um, so I feel oh. like that could. Yeah, he was he was really good at USC. I remember him at USC. You know, he was turning ahead. So um, I think he was like a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was out of uh, out of USC. He was highly touted. Yeah, yeah. He might have been a first round pick. Honestly, that would be very Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, boys, any final thoughts? I actually um, had one question because with I, I want to know what you guys thought about. So at this like with my crazy trade at the 76th level pick, I had him taking LaVisca Chenault. And I just want to know what you guys kind of think about him, because I think he's this year's DK Metcalf. I mean, he is a physical freak. He can beat out anybody on a jump ball. And, you know, I feel like the Bears could use a jump ball player. Like, I, like Allen Robinson can pretty much come down with any ball, but he's not the tallest guy. He's not the strongest guy. Like, LaVisca Chenault is a physical, like, he's a beast by all means. And I just, you know, he, injury issues for sure. You know, the injury issues scare you a little bit. But, you know, I mean, I'm not too worried about taking a chance on a guy like that because I just think he is superbly talented, and I think he can – I think he's one of the most underrated players in the draft. Um. I, all right, you you guys are you guys are not gonna like this, but I could see I could see Lavisca Chenault turning into two two players on completely different ends of the spectrum. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. When I see Lavisca Chenault, I see a lot of Kevin White. Okay? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He's an athletic freak. He's his route his route running is like pretty damn good. Okay. Um, but the only thing is he's not very advanced. Like I saw him run maybe like three, four routes his entire time in college. Um, and that's kind of what worries me. Remember, that's what people were saying, um, about Kevin White when he was coming out athletic freak, pretty good hands, but you know, he didn't, he wasn't really developed, uh, as, as a, you know, pure wide receiver. Um, but I could, like you said, I could also see him kind of being a DK Metcalf, you know, to where he falls a little bit and he's complete, he's absolutely productive. Because don't forget, this guy was was arguably WR one coming heading into last year's college football mm-hmm. season. So um, I don't think that was for for no reason. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when people like Judy and CD Lamb explode, like <laughs> there's just nothing you can do about that. Yeah. So right. uh, yeah, I, I don't hate that pick. I mean, DK Metcalf, obviously huge big play threat and crazy just body. Like what yeah. the heck? <laughs> People should not be built like that. No. <laughs> um, but all right, boys, good episode. Good draft stuff. 
draft obviously starts. This will come out tomorrow. You're listening to this on Wednesday. So draft obviously starts tomorrow. Um, the bears will have the second round pick. So going to be a fun first round to just hang out. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Again, but um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously I'll always take Cleo Mack over any prospect, yep. but um, all right, good stuff, boys. We will reconvene after the draft to discuss who actually gets picked, whatever trades happen, whoever ends up in Chicago via draft or free agency or, or trades, but we'll see what happens. Good talking to you guys. As always, bear down. Oh,